This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hello, Age Changers and History Makers. Thank you for joining me on the Age Changers show. And we are going to be moving into some new territory in these episodes. We have been uh, sharing about developing a hearing heart or having a heart that hears. And I want to do a couple teachings that share uh, some very practical things on how to interact with the truth of God and how that we move beyond just Uh, reading the Word of God for the sake of information, and we begin to read and meditate on God's Word because we've developed a hearing heart. We've we've sensitized our heart, we've tenderized our heart, and our heart has been prepared uh, to be a field that God can sow the seed of His truth into our life, and we're transformed by it. But before we get into that today, I want to just once again restate the mission statements that we have as our aim and our goal for the Age Changer Show and for Summit Life Ministries. Number one, we wanna elevate the vision of the church to see our identity in Christ through the framework of God's eternal purpose. And by that we mean that our lives and our our destiny, the will of God for us, does not, the will of God does not begin and end with us. No, we are on a continuum of God's eternal purpose that our lives revolve around God's eternal purpose that he had in his son. And so the more I align myself to the king and his kingdom, the more my life is going to have eternal significance and eternal purpose. It's going to be a life that matters is going to be a life that has true lasting impact long after I'm gone uh, from this planet and in the presence, living in the presence of the Lord. But we also not only want to elevate the church's vision, we want to equip the church to live then with an eternal perspective as we passionately pursue our upward call in Christ Jesus. And then finally, we've always wanted and desired that this ministry serve the body of Christ uh, to empower and encourage believers to live outside of the confines of our comfort zone, that we are pursuing a supernatural lifestyle, a God-sized life that requires a faith-filled obedience. So many people in the body of Christ, they... They want to have a a dynamic faith and a dynamic spiritual life. Well, faith must be translated into action. It must be animated and expressed in life. Salvation is not just a decision. Salvation is a life that is to be lived because we're expressing and living out the life of Christ in us because we're his body. I also wanted to update everybody, uh, you know, as we launched last year, the Age Changers show, um, it was always in our heart, in our intent to have not only something that you could watch uh, through social media platforms and 
uh, online platforms, but we also wanted to have an audio experience. And we had to apply to several places so that our podcast, our audio experience could be approved. And that was more difficult than originally thought, but we have launched the Summit Life Ministries audio experience and you can listen, because some of you requested that. You, you said, I, I enjoy the content from the Age Changers show, but I would love to be able to listen to it on the way back and forth to work or, or while I'm driving in the car, because I don't many times have the opportunity to sit down and take a half hour and watch the show visually. So you can find Summit Life Ministries audio experience on Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Music. And those there are other platforms that we're now on as well, um, but those are the three major podcasting platforms. And so if you will, uh, you know, download them on your podcast app and, and join us listening to the episodes. And it was my task over the last uh, couple weeks to begin to write descriptions uh, for some of our um, Age Changer shows and, and then to be able to upload them to a podcast. And, and as I went back through some of the content to just write out a brief description, there is some great content in the episodes of the Age Changer show that are worth re-listening to again or listening to them uh, for the first time if you've not been able to, to keep up with us. And I think that you'll be blessed and I think that you will enjoy them. Okay, well, let's launch into the Word today. And before I do that, there's one other thing I want to share. Obviously, Carmen is not by my side again. Uh, we are hosting one of Karis' friends this week. And, and so for us to have a quiet place, because we record this in my home, uh, our home, uh, we we had to have a quiet place, and so she took the girls out with her shopping, and so we're going to do this solo again uh, today. But let's go ahead and let's launch into today's episode, and that is, how is it possible, after we've cultivated our heart to be a sensitive hearing heart, a heart that is seeking to understand God's voice and His Word, that allows truth to come into our life that leads to radical transformation. Because I know that if you're listening to this, you want to be like Jesus. That's the whole point of our spiritual uh, life, our Christian life, is to be, to be conformed into the image of the Son of God, to be changed from one level of glory to another. Well, it's not just by information and, and possessing more knowledge where we mentally acknowledge and have a mental assent that, yes, that is true about that subject. No, we have to interact and the truth of God must become an experiential revelation. And the way I like to define and explain that phrase, experiential revelation, is by saying God wants Christ life and Christ life experience to be a shared experience with him. 
So I'm doing life with Jesus. I'm interacting with Jesus. There is this exchange of life that is occurring, not only in, in my present and then in my future walk of faith and obedience with him, but also in his past life experience. And so we are co-crucified with Christ. We're co-resurrected. We're co-raised with Christ. We're co-ascended with Christ. We're co-seated and enthroned with Christ. Every one of those statements that I just made you, you cannot experience the depth and the all-surpassing greatness of a relationship in this present moment and, and have something that you would say, I, I'm experiencing a great walk with God unless you, you know what has been given to you in the life of Christ. And so there is this thing of we have to go, we have to go back to get to our future to our destiny. I have to go back and I have to co-share and interact with Christ in those life experiences in the life of Christ. That's why contemplation, that's why meditation, that's why it's important for us not to be superficial when it comes to engaging the word of God. So those of you that hear me teach live, whether it's in a church or um, um you know, in a, in, a, in a place where I'm teaching uh, personally, I, I many times give this exhortation. I, I say to congregations and believers that I speak to, I say, I pray that you hear the text, the word of God that is going to be read and taught on. I pray that the Holy Spirit can allow you to hear it as if you're hearing it for the first time that there is a newness, there is a freshness, there is a, a vitality in its newness and freshness, that there is no veil of familiarity, that you go, yeah, 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 I've heard that all before. No, we need to understand that the word of God, there are uh, depths that remain untapped. There are spiritual resources that are untapped in every passage of scripture that we can go deeper and then deeper still. I also encourage believers that they understand that when they read the word of God, it is God speaking to them. And that because we value and appreciate what God has spoken and we value it, we value the scriptures, we value the word of God, it sets us up to then have God speak a preceding word to us now. If you're yawning and you're spiritually bored and you look at the scriptures as something that's tedious to be read because you think that you've read them and reread them and you know what they're saying, then it you're not setting yourself up to engage with God in the current moment because he can't you won't recognize what he's saying in the now unless you recognize how God speaks and the precedent setting foundations of truth that he has established in the word of God. So then that's why people get deceived and are misled. They think that God is speaking to them, but obviously what they think is the voice of God or 
what uh, a spirit has spoke to them. It is not the Holy Spirit. It is a, it is a counterfeit voice because there is no foundations of the truth in Scripture. So I, I, it is my passion, again, to share with people how they can interact with God in relationship. But interacting with God means that I'm interacting with him as he reveals himself to me. And we know Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. So when God reveals himself, it is he's revealing truth to us. Now, I want to read a passage of scripture out of Colossians. And if you have a device or you have a, uh, a scriptures, you can follow me if you want to, but very short passage of scripture. But in verse 10 of Colossians chapter 3, Paul says, and have put on or having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Very short passage of scripture. I'm going to read it a couple more times. I want you to, I'm going to slow it down, break it down. But, but even though this is just a short passage of scripture, it is laden with truth. And I want us to capture the essence of the verse. He says, we have been enabled by the Holy Spirit to put on the new self, the new identity. That's why one of our mission statements, again, I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to restate it. We want to elevate the vision of the church to see that God has imparted to us a new identity, that we see ourselves through the lens of God's purpose revealed in Jesus Christ. And that Jesus Christ has come to make us a new creation, to be a part of a new humanity, and with that new creation reality, and with that us, us being begotten by the will of God and the word of God to become a new creation, something that never existed before, we then have a new identity where we bear the image of God. We bear the image of the Son. We have a new identity. You know, in all of our lives, I think there have been moments in our past where our past has been so painful and maybe we've made critical mistakes and bad decisions and things got complicated or, or we have missed the mark of God's uh, purpose and will for our life. And we just said, I wish I could start over. I wish I could go back to the starting line and my life would not be defined by any pain moment, shame moment, sin moment of my past because I still bear that sin stain in some way, that scar of that, that, that sin cycle upon my life. Well, the Bible says if any man is in Christ, he becomes a part of a new creation and with that comes a new identity. But it's, it's something that God does by his creative power, but I have to yield to his working. I have to yield to his power to recreate me, to renew me, to restore me to God's original vision of what he intended when he created man. And so here in this passage of scripture, 
that it says that the Holy Spirit empowers us to put on the new man. The illustration that Paul is using is as if our identity in Christ is like a uh, a wardrobe, a brand new wardrobe of new garments, new clothing that has a new design. And we've been known as wearing the same old, same old uh, for years. And we have worn out clothes and, and we need updating and we need a, a fresh new fashion. And this is what Paul said. We're able to put away the old self with all of his deeds and actions and thinking and attitude, and God just wants to do a spiritual makeover in our lives, and he wants to renew our mind, he wants to renew our spirit, he wants to change the framework of our thinking, and he also wants us to empower, he wants to empower us in a new way of living, so that people, when they look at us as living our Christian life, they say they are radically transformed different person. Now, in our culture, in our time, there have been a number of makeover shows where uh, crews come in and they change the total design of a house. But I also know there's been some personal makeover shows where people, maybe they had uh, some weight gain and they had gotten out of shape and they're overweight and they go and they go through intensified training and they change their diet. They change their perspective of how they see themselves and they get their life back. And it's amazing the physical and, and, and mental transformation of people because they're with people that are encouraging them and they're with people that are saying, you can do this. And so many of us have watched people that have entered into these, uh, these shows and they looked one way and then at the end of the season of the show, they look radically different. They're in the best shape of their life. They've lost hundreds of pounds and their life has been transformed. When people see us, if we are a new creation in Christ Jesus and, and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to be transformed and to live out of a new identity in, in the way we think, the way we speak and the way we live, they should see us in a radically different way than before we knew Christ. And so that's a challenge for all of us. Are you still uh, living old patterns, old patterns of thinking, old patterns of living, old attitudes that entrap you, that keep you reverting back to the same habits and hangups and sin cycles? Or is the Lord elevating your vision to see something that he has made you to be in him? So when we talk about being empowered to put on the new man, it is really with renewal knowledge, revelatory truth that God gives us that allows us to experience the life of Jesus. This is not a new and improved life of Lynn. Lynn cannot save himself. Lynn cannot improve himself. I've tried to remodel myself, turn over a new leaf. I've tried to... To, to make myself the best version of me. And it never works because I don't have the power to really change my life. However, when we allow Jesus to speak to us his truth, reveal his life 
to us and I allow the Holy Spirit to take me to places in God where he wants me to go. Then my vision changes and I begin to see myself in Christ, through Christ. I begin to see what he's given me in Christ. And I want you to listen to these three phrases because they're very important. There is a dimension of what I've been given in Christ. An inheritance, a wealth, a riches, a riches of life and power and glory that Christ possesses because he's the heir of all things. He is the heir of the kingdom of God. When we, when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we finish it by saying, for yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, and yours is the glory. That's the possessions of Christ. Well, we become a co-heir with Christ. So everything that Jesus possesses, everything that he is, everything that he owns, now I, I have the opportunity to be freely given those things, not by earning it or deserving it, but by the grace of God, by the free gift of God. So his righteousness becomes my righteousness. His, his, the fruit of his sinless life becomes a fruit that I partake of, and it's what we call the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So I can love in a way that I've never loved before, my love can be mature, discerning, and skillful. Uh, where I used to fail at attempting to love people the way I would want to love them, I'm now empowered by the Spirit of God to love like God loves, uh, to demonstrate kindness and generosity, and to be patient and long-suffering. So everything that Jesus is and everything that he possesses in his nature and his character now becomes mine. But that largesse of richness in grace, the abundance of grace empowers me now to be made into his likeness. So it's what I've been given in Christ, what he's making me in Christ. And so every day we need to believe that as we interact with the word of God, that we are being renewed day by day. And even though my outward man in my flesh is aging and it looks like I'm, I'm getting older, and for some of you that have watched the Age Changers show now for six months, you look at me now and say, ah, Lynn has aged a little bit. I see he's a little grayer. I see some more defined uh, wrinkles in his face. You need to understand, though, that even though physically I've been aging because I live in a temporal moment of time, and, and in a spa time-space continuum, the Bible tells me that my inward man is being renewed by day by day. I'm spiritually getting younger all the time. Matter of fact, one of the greatest metaphors and pictures in the Bible of how Jesus engages the church is found in Ephesians chapter five. And Paul was teaching on marriage the relationship of a husband with a wife and a wife with a husband. But then he begins to say that actually marriage is reflective of a great prophecy that married couples are living out and visibly demonstrating. 
And he said, really, temporal marriage, natural marriage is reflecting a heavenly story. And it's reflecting the relationship of Jesus with the church and how that Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And what the Bible tells us in Ephesians 5 is that Jesus cherishes but nourishes the church through the washing of the water of the word of God. Now we're going to end today on that moment, but in the next episode, we're going to pick it up right where we leave off today. And we're going to talk about what the renewal word, the washing of the word of God does to the church, the fruit and effect of Jesus nourishing and cherishing his church in his love language to the church. And that is by speaking words of truth and words of love to her. God bless you guys. I want you this week to go out and be age changers and history makers in the kingdom of God. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.